You're listening to the Enneagram Health Series, and today we're diving into the last type on the Enneagram, type number nine. I want to say we definitely save the best for last. This is the Made for Living Well podcast, hosted by Alexa Sherm, the place to create a life well-lived. Welcome back to this podcast series. As always, my name's Alexa, and this is the place where you were made for living well. I'm talking to you, type nines. I know you like to give and give and keep the peace, but you are worthy of being healthy yourself, and I want to talk about that today on this series. Now, as you know, we've been diving into every single Enneagram type here at The Living Well, and I hope it's been beneficial as you start to understand what does health look like for you. I know it's easy to put health in this big boxed approach, but really at the end of the day, the only way to live healthy is to know how to live it out because health is inside of you. It's not a chase or more things you have to do, but it's who you are. And that's what we want to talk about here at the Enneagram series and my passion behind understanding how your personality influences your health. Now, if you get to the end of this podcast and you're like, I have no idea if I'm a type nine or what type I am, make sure you head to the Enneagram Institute to take the free quiz to learn more. And of course, you can always head to The Living Well, where I have many more helpful guides and tips and tricks and hacks to help you live out of your best self based on your Enneagram type. Of course, you want to download those free guides because they are chocked full of information, including how to eat, how to work out, how to create a lifestyle that nourishes you. Now, at the end of the day, and what I hope you find inside this podcast series is it's all about getting back to the original definition of self-care, which is not fuzzy bath bombs or self-love or self-indulgence, but it's truly about knowing yourself. Who are you? What does your body need? And how can you support your body? So buckle up type nines, because I know that this is not something that necessarily comes easy for you, but I hope in the process that you'll learn, it doesn't have to be as complicated as you've made it out to be. And you too are worthy of living healthy. Now, before we get on today's show, I want to remind you as we wrap up the Enya Health series, that we have so much to offer on your health journey and helping you live out of your best self. If you haven't signed up for my email list, you're definitely going to want to do it. It's called the weekly fill where I give you tips, tricks, and hacks, as well as encouragement and little challenges that help you live out your best self every single week. Now we're taking a backwards approach to health, so you're gonna learn insightful information that actually works. If you haven't signed up for the weekly fill, head on over to The Living Well to do so. But for now, I wanna dive into type nine because there's so much to learn. So let's get started. Yes, you really are the sweethearts and the gentlemen of the Enneagram. You are known as the peacemaker or the mediator. Really, in general, you're so chill and easygoing people that know how to relax and go with the flow. You're the least controlling of all the Enneagram numbers. And really, you have this ability to allow life to unfold naturally and allow the freedom and space for others to grow in their own time and their own way. You're quick to love, slow to judge. You don't ask for recognition for the effort that you put into caring for other people. And you're extremely likable. Like people love Enneagram type nines because they love people well. They're extremely relational. They want to help other people, but at no 
payment of their own. Like they're just doing this because that is what they love to do. And what I think is maybe even the most fascinating thing about an Enneagram type nine is that you have the ability to be like every other Enneagram number. Like they are the most like ones, the most like twos, threes, fours, and so on. Like of all the other types, Enneagram nines relate to other Enneagram numbers and all of them better than anyone else. But on the flip side of that, I heard a quote that the only type the nine is not like is type nine. So while they can easily relate and easily help and understand other people in a very non-judgmental way, the problem is, is that nines are very out of tune with themselves. They give, give, give all their energy to mediating, to peacemaking, to helping and establishing other people that they forget that they too are worthy of that same thing. And so they tend to... And their weaknesses, what they call the deadly sin of a nine, is a sloth. Now, I was like, oh man, couldn't we have picked a better word? But this is what the deadly sin of a nine is, so we're going to go with it. And what this is saying is that they treasure almost anything else above what they were designed for, meaning they give to everything else but themselves, and they really downplay and diminish anything that they have of purpose to help other people. And through this diminishing is that they exert all their energy on other people that it just really wears them out and that they have lack of energy to give to other people. And through this process of losing energy, an Enneagram type nine has really learned the best conservative principles that there are. An Enneagram nine is no stranger to the principle of inertia. Like when they're overwhelmed with too many things to do, too many decisions to make, or the upsetting prospect of change, nines will slow to a crawl. Like that energy will just exhaust them and they'll come back to what they crave the most, comfort and harmony. That's what a nine is all about. So when a nine starts to kind of get this slow or when their energy starts to get sucked from them, they'll just continuously taper off until really they just withhold themselves and they withdraw themselves from other things. And that's where we get the sloth, like this sense of almost laziness. But it's not laziness and the fact that they don't want to do it. It's laziness and the fact that they've lost all energy doing something that maybe isn't the healthiest thing for them to do in general. So while... Nines kind of fall into the gut triad, which means that they process information through like their core, not necessarily through their mind or their feelings. It's definitely through their body. They're really out of touch with the anger or the feelings that are based there. Now, what I've learned about Enneagram nines is that while they tend to be the the most like other Enneagram types, they tend to be the most out of touch with their bodies. And what I say by that is that they're the least likely to even care about being healthy because they're so in touch with other people that they've lost touch with themselves. Now, I grew up with an Enneagram 9 as a mom, and honestly, they make the best moms because they care so deeply for other people and they ask for nothing in return. So we were cared for, we were loved on, our needs were met. But as an adult, I now recognize my mom did all of that but at the expense of her own health. And I don't say that she's unhealthy. I mean, she definitely put focus there, but not not to the sense like there was no, absolutely no selfishness involved with my mom. Like she was the most selfless person that there was, always giving before she gave to herself. 
Now, I'm not saying that that's wrong, but I am saying that it, it does kind of lead to these unhealthy behaviors and it can make a nine really difficult to want health, first of all, to even want it on the radar, but then to go out and to achieve it. Not to mention that there are some mindset shifts that we really will break down in a second. But kind of going back to nines, they often have like a really low self-esteem for themselves. They believe in other people and other people's needs more than their own. And doing that, they have established a lot of coping mechanisms. To create so much harmony, you have to have coping mechanisms because you carry around the anger and the frustration and the overwhelm of other people trying to always kind of play it even that you pack that on for yourself and you really suppress all of your own feelings and all of your own desires. And coping mechanisms for nines usually are pretty unhealthy. It could lead to binge watching Netflix It could lead to binge eating food or using food to suppress your feelings, um, shopping, comfort habits and routines, mindless, busy work, and really anything else that you could use to numb your desires. And I think it really stems from this lack of belief, again, that they don't have the courage and the vulnerability or the resources to do what they know. But really what we know about nines is that when they step into that, a nine becomes healthy, turns more like a three than any other number on the Enneagram, which is the achievers, the high achievers who believe and have this high self-esteem. Like it's the opposite, right? And so we want to work with nines. And and my encouragement to you is to really develop or own into who you are and your created being, like to get back to that passion. Because I think it's in the lack of recognizing that on a daily basis that you then live for other people. You mask yourself by fitting into the world and caring for them so much so, like in in this like really sneaky way that people almost don't even notice, which brings about for nines, these feelings that they aren't noticed and they aren't loved and that people don't see them or hear them, which is really damaging for a nine. But as an outsider and as a mom who was a nine, I can really see that you just did this stuff in a way that was so natural and so, so um, sneaky that it was almost unrecognizable, if that makes sense. Like that sounds really, really harsh, but I don't mean it to be harsh. I just mean that you do these things in a way that people almost don't even recognize you. And then when people want to recognize you, you kind of hide in your own comfort. Like you prefer to be at home, not getting that recognition, like of all the numbers, you're extremely humble, but it makes it difficult to even recognize the power that a nine has had on influencing other people, which is remarkable and amazing and something that we all love. We just don't always recognize that it was a nine, but I think it's time nines that you stand up. And you recognize how important you really are in this world and how much people value you and literally need you, right? Like you are more courageous and resourceful than you know. And I want to help you step into that. And really that comes from gaining a confidence of yourself, of recognizing how do I view myself? And therefore, how do I view the activities that I do in a daily basis? Because I think it's in this recognition that we start to understand where are we placing our value in our life? What are we believing that's true about ourselves? And in this process, I think a nine can break free of maybe what is their biggest lie, 
is that things in life, whether it be health, it's not worth the effort for something that they don't believe they can achieve. So we have to come guys to this place of believing that you were created here for a purpose. You have a purpose that's bigger than just mediating life. And that in that, you can own who you are and and what you stand for and create this confidence that really will be the driving force to healing yourself. So how do we get an Enneagram 9 healthy, right? Well, first of all, if you're listening to this and you're Enneagram 9, you're probably thinking, I don't, I I care to be healthy. Like I I think all of us on some level care to be healthy, but you don't care to do it in such a rigid and strict way that overrides the energy that you want to put into other people. Like I really maybe think that you look at health and think, I just don't have the energy for that. Like my energy is more important elsewhere. I'm too tired and exhausted by the end of the day. The last thing that I want to do is follow a strict and rigid diet. But I think what's so cool about this is that you don't have to. So my challenge for you is to not look at health as diets, because I think that's what a lot of nines get themselves wrapped up into, is that like you have like the law of inertia, meaning that objects in motion stay in motion. And obviously, um, this is a good thing and a difficult thing, because when you're not in motion in health, you are at a stall or a crawl or you're not in movement. And therefore, the law of inertia means that you won't move. So it does take a lot of momentum of an initial driving force to get you back in the movement. But once you're there, then you're just even. Like it becomes consistent and even. Once you get yourself in momentum and movement, you like put your nose down to the grind, you will do it. And so we just have to get through this initial push to reinstate health. And I want to do this in a different way for you, hopefully with the right mindset that will maybe change this so that you will get back in motion. But to be honest, like there is an initial work discipline that's outside of your norm, outside of your daily comfort, that is going to be really challenging for a nine. So I don't want you to be so discouraged by this initial phase of work that you just don't do it, like that you just run back to your comfort because it really, really is important. And I think on the other side, you do want to feel good. I mean, all of us do. And so if we stay in that focus of how I'm going to feel to avoid the pain of what could come if I don't focus on my health, I think you'll start to recognize that through that, it does become easier. And once you're in motion, you stay in motion. So how are we going to do this? First of all, I really believe that nines have this diet mentality. Nines are really good when they're in motion and they stay in motion. And they're really great about conforming to the ways of the world to doing what other people are doing or what they're told to do because they don't want to create a conflict by saying no, right? So nines um, are really great for the diet industry. You're often jump on diets. You're either two extremes where you really don't care about health and you're just going to stay in the state that you're in because you're frustrated and you're tired, you're overwhelmed and you're exhausted. But on the other hand, we see them going on to these diets and coming to this all or nothing place in their mindset of I'm doing this or if I fall off, then I failed at this. And so you've jumped on diets and you've become kind of the yo-yo dieters of the world. And I'm not saying it's just nines. A lot of people have. But we come back to this place of I just need to be fixed. And in that fixing, you believe that you aren't capable of being fixed, right? Like it's that big lie that you don't have the energy to do what you don't believe can happen anyways. 
And so you kind of are constantly fighting this lie that there's something wrong with you, that you need to be fixed, that it has to be strict and rigid to work, and you don't even believe it's going to work for yourself anyways. Basically, your self-fulfilling prophecy is coming true. But I wonder, what would happen if you changed your perspective from fixing yourself? Because that sounds like a lot of energy and a lot of maybes to just this idea of filling yourself. You eliminate all the maybes, you eliminate some of the work and the fear that it's not going to work out. And you just understand like, hey, like no matter where I am, I just want to feel good. I want to fill myself up so that I can do more for the world. It doesn't have to look like X, Y, and Z, but it has to look like what makes me feel good. Like coming back in tune with your body, which is difficult, but it's necessary and it's not always comfortable. But I think coming back to, okay, where am I and what is my body feeling and how can I make myself feel better in the everyday? Not this overall goal of this is what needs to be fixed, but just taking it day by day. These are things that can fill me up. So again, coming to this place of not just fixing yourself, because that just leads to a constant reminder and a constant self-sabotage and really just aligns you to have a lack of confidence. But I think and I hope that coming to this place of just filling yourself makes you believe that you don't have a problem, that your problem was the, the fascination with the thought that you had a problem. But really what you need to do is that you, as you are, can only be filled, right? And, and that's where I kind of started with some of these health practices that I really do hope bring you more harmony and unity um, and really do bring you to a comfortable place. Because I think if we go back to the, re- like, if we just go back to health in general, maybe nines, you look at yourself and you think, like, I just don't think about health or it's not on my radar. Or it's not something I want to do. But you distinguish that, like you separate that from the idea that you don't feel good in who you are. Like there's a lack of harmony going on between your mind and body and you have a lack of confidence. So what happens if you do start to focus on health? Again, not in a strict, rigid way, but in a way that makes you feel good and feel good. Will that not only create more harmony and more ability for you to be comfortable? Because maybe you're more uncomfortable than you think you are. And therefore, you're suppressing that with with kind of these poor coping mechanisms like food that in the end only make you feel more pain and more uncomfort, which is things that you really don't want to do. Like you're you next to sevens are really pain avoidant people. So I don't want us to be I don't want you to be at the impulses or the go with a flow with eating. Like I don't want you to be at the mercy of those things because those in general have led a nine nowhere. And instead, I want you to focus on this idea that being healthy and physically fit would allow you to adapt to any situation to feel light and harmonious and at peace with your surroundings that you're in. Like that this can really make you feel comfort, not the Netflix binge with the potato chips. Like that's temporary instant gratification and a lie That makes you believe there's comfort there, but really there's more comfort in feeling healthy and whole um, and filled, right? So I hope you're kind of starting to see this distinguished difference that's not so big, right? It's it's 80% the same, 20% different, but in that 20% difference, it will change the course of your life. So how are we going to do this? Nines. 
I know that health is, again, not something that you love to do, that maybe feels painful and strict and rigid, and so is exercise. So I think that what we need to do is establish this this, um, kind of boundary where it's your life is 80% the same, 20% different. So what I mean by that is you tend to be very rhythmic people, that you have comfort rhythms and you're established into your day routine. Now, I know some nines don't love routine or or rhythms, but I think in general, everyone works well with life rhythms and routines. And what they look like doesn't mean, oh, all this strict, rigid discipline, but I think keeping 80% of your life routine the same and changing just 20%. And in that 20%, that means you have 80% comfort and 20% discipline or 20% um, new changes, which can be difficult. So some ways that you could add some new routine into your life that I think is really important, again, in the right mindset for type nines, are things like adding solitude to your day. Enneagram nines, you need space for yourself because I don't think you'll ever hear yourself if you don't give yourself room to do that. So I want you to create space. And I don't mean space by watching Netflix or having your coping mechanisms that you go to. I mean space alone with a journal and your thoughts. So creating the solitude of starting to dig into not how can I better help other people, but how can I better help myself? Because what I know about Enneagram 9s is that you don't need help helping other people. That is always going to be a part of you. What you need is to help yourself so that you have more energy to give, to do what you love to do, and that is helping others and being there for others and mediating and peacemaking for other people. So sitting alone, like finding solitude and rest, and this can be a really difficult thing for a nine, especially when they're constantly surrounded by problems and people who need your attention. And so I really want you to commit to finding space in your day. Just start with 10 minutes, even if you have to lock yourself in your bathroom, 10 minutes in your everyday routine where you can create space and go back to a journal to really start to see your feelings and start to see your body for what it is and what it's trying to tell you rather than suppressing it. So that's one big area that I think Enneagram 9s could use. Other things are movement and exercise. Now, when it comes to movement and even dieting, Enneagram 9s do better when they have accountability or people to do this with. So maybe instead of, you know, doing that hard workout by yourself in your basement every morning, that's just not realistic for you. Maybe instead you just enlist a walking buddy because you don't want to turn, you don't want to say no to someone, right? Like, cause that could create conflict. So ask someone to walk with you to help get you out of bed in the mornings to just start to move your body. Like movement, even though you don't think you have energy and even though you think moving is going to expend energy in some way, yes, it does. But I really believe that energy is a very filling thing. So rather than expending energy, it's actually going to give you more energy. So start to focus on some of these healthy things, not as taking your energy, but actually providing more energy for you because you really don't like to live in this energy deficit or become exhausted. So starting to focus on things that bring you more energy. And I think moving your body is one way, especially if you can do it in nature. I've said this literally for every Enneagram number, but... Being in nature is extremely important for every single person, and it's extremely important for nines. So you could do exercise one of two ways. You could do it and look at it as a way to fill yourself and also create space to listen to yourself and to just be in tune with yourself, and that's completely fine. My only fear with that is the accountability piece and getting you to do it every single day when your bed and the warmth and the morning is so comforting to you 
How can we make exercise also a comfort that you desire to do because it makes you feel good throughout the rest of the day? So finding that balance of maybe I need to ask a workout buddy or maybe I just need to change up my workout routine to a place where I actually experience the feel good when I do it. So it doesn't have to be intense. It doesn't have to be something you hate. What I really want you to start establishing nines is something that you will do, that you will stick to, and it won't be so painful that you quit. Coming to a place, again, of filling, not fixing. So moving your body and nature, like you can knock off a lot of these really good things for an Enneagram nine to do in just one activity throughout your day. Again, keeping the majority of your routine the same, keeping those comforts, things that you like, but helping to start yourself feeling good. Because I really think that it's in starting your day, feeling well, you'll have more chances of ending your day feeling well as well. As I say, how you start your day is often how you end your day. So starting it off on the right foot. Now, when it comes to eating, again, Enneagram 9s like to use food as coping. You're also very out of tune with what you're eating and how much, and you rarely put the effort in to actually feed your body well. So what I mean by that is you often are the one just munching or snacking or picking on food, and you're not even aware that you're necessarily eating. It's just a coping mechanism to help cope with the stress and the anger that might be underlying that you don't want to bring up because you're avoidant of conflict. But also, if you're busy, you tend not to eat in general. Like if you're busy helping people or doing your job or whatever it is, you just tend to to forego food altogether. Or if you get hungry, you'll just grab something quick and convenient. So when it comes to eating, it's going to be one, really important that you start to be aware of your emotions. Because if you're not aware of them and you have the coping mechanism to use food, you will go to that 100% of the time and it will sabotage you 100% of the time. So starting to be aware, and I think that journaling and being quiet, why I said that was because then you can start to see your feelings and understand your feelings and hopefully therefore start to learn new ways to cope with those feelings or deal with those feelings so you don't have to use food. But another aspect is, is to have healthy food on hand. Now, you tend to be a little rhythmic in what you eat, eating the same foods more often than not. Even though you're really adventurous people, we see a lot of repetitive eating patterns and type nines. I think part of that is just learned in you, but also part of it is is that it doesn't create the conflict amongst family members or, you know, like you don't want to stir the pot. So you just tend to eat very routine oriented, the same foods over and over and over again. Now, I'm not trying to say that you need to change that. I'm trying to make you aware that you are a little more adventurous than you think you are. So it is good to change things up. I don't want you to focus on what is right or wrong, but I want you to focus on what is nourishing that I actually enjoy. Now you might think, well, I only enjoy French fries and chocolate and all those things. Okay, we can have those things occasionally, but in general, what do you enjoy and what is also nourishing to your body? Like simply just write out a list. Write out your top 10 food choices, a few for breakfast, a few for lunch, and a few for dinner that you enjoy that you also find very nourishing for your body, like nourishing wholesome foods. Now, this is all in your handout, so head on over there if you really want to write this out and find all this information out. I promise you it's all in there. But kind of write out your foods. And the reason I say this is, is that if you don't have healthy food on hand, nourishing whole foods that are pretty easy to grasp, you won't do it. And so being aware of what you're buying at home um, and what you're taking to work. Because it's not to say that you can't not enjoy your french fries and your and your chocolate. Like, that's fine. 
but consistency. Consistency in what you do over time matters. And so I want to talk about how you can fill yourself up. And with food, I think a simple list can help you see what you enjoy. So it's not a pain. It's not something that you are not wanting to do and you know you know how to do it. So it's not creating more conflict in your life. And from that list, then over time, you can start to add to those things. And I think having that safe space of really getting back in tune with your body will allow you to be more adventurous. As you get healthy, you are going to become more adventurous, more outgoing. You're really going to become back to that a three, that achiever. So those are some things with food. I think it's stopping to recognize your feelings, to know when you feel like stuffing your feelings or using food as coping, which tends to be chips and chocolate and sweet things. And coming up with a new coping mechanism for those things, at least creating the awareness around that. But also on the other side, being aware of what you do eat and in that, creating a list of things that you can go to and making sure you have those foods on hand. And I think once you get into that, you are very rhythmic people um, and it will become a new norm for you. Another thing that's really, really important to a nine is sleep. Getting adequate amounts of rest. When you're not sleeping enough or you're feeling overwhelmed or you're allowing other people to control your schedule, which is preventing you from getting adequate amounts of sleep, this is really, really damaging for a nine. Nines need sleep and a decent amount of sleep as well. So making sure that you are focusing on getting more sleep at night, having a normal bedtime that you generally go to bed at and waking up at the same time every day, focusing and prioritizing on sleep over other people's needs will really help you get healthy. So having sleep, making sure it's okay that you know you nap, but if you find yourself being exhausted and needing naps over and over and over again, then you probably know that you're more in an unhealthy place. So again, having that that routine at night that allows you to then reach deep sleep. And I'll link up some of those ways that you can do that over in that handout as well. A few other things, again, is when you start to incorporate these discipline activities of eating foods and having healthier foods at home and maybe working out, this alone, like those few things alone are enough to push you outside your comfort zone to make you feel even exhausted looking at it. And I think, again, you believe that lie that why waste the energy doing something you don't believe you can achieve? One, we have to just beat that lie. You have to know when you're telling yourself that and to understand that is untrue. But I don't want you to look at these principles and practices as exhausting. And I'm hoping that one way to help that is by also implementing comfort into your routine. So not only are you adding exercise, but on the flip side, you're adding a comfort tool. Maybe for you, you establish a slow morning routine. Maybe on Saturday mornings, you block it off until 10 a.m. and you're like, this is time where I know I'm gonna need to refill for the day or the week. um, And this is really important. And in in that working hard all week long and being disciplined, you know you have that reward of comfort on the other side of it. So adding just as many healthy comforts as you are disciplined chores or maybe even more comforts. So that's just one example, like having a slow Saturday morning. Um, Maybe another comfort is is that you just shut off all social media at like 7 p.m. at night and you just forego that and you just spend time in a book or doing something that actually fills you up. Other things are Sabbaths, having a day of rest, of maybe even solitude, of having space alone. I know some people think like you don't want to seclude yourself, but I think that there is something so nourishing for people about having that quiet space that actually gives them more energy to go out and do some things. 
So again, whatever comforts you, adding that back in, but making sure it's a healthy comfort, not a lie of a comfort like binge watching Netflix with a bag of chips. You might think that's comforting, but long-term, I think that you really deep down know that that is not comforting. Coming to a place of watching Netflix in a comforting way, not out of stress, is gonna be so much more relaxing than doing it just to override the stress that you don't wanna feel. So it's all about the mindset or the posture in which you come to these activities, and that really can matter. Now, the last tip that I wanna give Enneagram type nines, other than like slow mornings, creating a fortress of solitude or a safe place and creating that stillness in your life, is I think that nines need to learn to do things for themselves. <laughs> and I don't mean like, oh, you, you need to learn to work for yourself or, or whatever. What I mean is I want you to learn that you can do self-care activities for yourself and that is okay. That is not selfish. That is not giving up time that you could be spending elsewhere. You have to make time for yourself and do things for yourself to have more energy. So this could be things like scheduling a monthly massage or weekly massage, whatever you want. Um, Going to yoga, maybe signing up for therapy, learning to talk about your problems and know it's okay. That's not going to cause more conflict, but it's actually going to ease the inner conflict that is probably already happening inside your life. I don't want you to diminish the conflict you're already experiencing in your life or diminish the conflict that you're holding on for other people. That needs to be dealt with. And if it's not dealt with, it will come exploding and erupting out Maybe not in anger or overwhelm, but it can come exploding and erupting out in weight gain and health problems and relationship problems. There are so many ways that holding on and hoarding our inner chaos can actually create more harm. So as a nine, I know that's what you're really gifted at, but I want you to be really aware that you need that space just as much as anyone else to live a healthy life. So scheduling a massage, getting your nails done, doing kind of the quote unquote stereotypical self-care activities, because that's going to remind yourself that you are confident enough in who you are to fill yourself up. And I think confidence is born when we recognize that we don't need to be fixed as much as we need to be filled. And in that filling, then we can come to this place of vulnerability, of understanding, of, of being brave enough to show up, even though we don't have everything together. Being brave enough to show up even when the day is hard and the stress is is deep, right? That, to me, is what confidence is all about. And that is what this idea of feeling is all about. You see, when we're stuck in fixing, then we're stuck thinking that there's problems and that it's rigid and we'll never get there and it's exhausting. I mean, just the idea of thinking about the problems that we have is exhausting. So I just want you to stop. Not to diminish where you've been or what you've been through or the trauma, but to end the lies that there is something inherently wrong with you and start to believe that you as you are right now are enough to move forward, to love and respect yourself, but also being willing to create that change. Having body love and body confidence is not this this act of being perfect and having it all figured out, but body confidence is being vulnerable and willing to stand in who you are and changing throughout the seasons of life. That is really what confidence is. So nines, you are lovely, lovely, lovely human beings. People that can get walked all over. And like I said, you just do it in this sneaky way that no one really even notices, but you just pick the world up and you make it a better place. 
But nines, how much more could you give if you stood in the purpose of who you are and what you bring to the table? I think that the world could be changed by you alone. And I don't want you to continue to diminish who you are to help other people in their troubles. You are worth more than that. And I think when you stand up and believe in that, then you will help so many more people. So stay focused on what makes you feel good. Remember, the principle of inertia. What's in motion stays in motion. And when you're out of motion, so maybe you're stuck, right? Maybe maybe you've let your health go. You haven't even focused on it. It is going to be a push to get that rolling again. But once you get there and you get into the rhythms of it, you, nines, can make this a lifestyle that lasts forever. So I want you to be aware of those. Take those principles to heart. I know it can be overwhelming and a lot, and I don't want it to cause more chaos or confusion. I want you to leave this podcast feeling empowered to go out and make these changes, knowing that you're going to have more energy on the other side, that you're going to have less chaos and confusion and and less kind of internal fight going on between your mind, body, and and your soul and all those things, right? Like you are just going to be more whole in general. And that's what we're after. So nines, this is my encouragement to you. I know this is overwhelming. So I want you to remember that I have an entire handout for you to help walk you through this process and start to pick just one thing that you can implement. Don't focus on exercise and diet all at the same time. Focus on one thing and let that become a routine before you add something else. It's not an all or none. This is meant to fill you up. And I think the more you focus on that, the more you'll recognize that everything else might just fall into place without you having to think about it. So stay there. Sit with yourself, get to know yourself, and trust yourself enough to know that this is all worth it. You can find all the details on that guide over at thelivingwell.com. And again, remember to slowly implement those and really focus on yourself, not to be selfish, but in order to create more energy and health so that you can help more people. In the next episode and the final episode inside this Any Health series, I'll be interviewing an Enneagram type nine to talk about what health looks like for them and how they overcame some health struggles and hurdles to live healthier and happier. I'll see you back here in the next podcast.